Well, good morning and welcome again to another podcast as we start uh, part four in our study in the Gospel of John. We're still in chapter one and uh, I think there's still another part to chapter one as we go through it. Uh, last time we got together, my dog was walking around and he he's laying in his bed back in a corner uh, right by the window there, I can't quite see him, but he's uh, getting quite old. He's 14 now, I think, uh, dog years, and that's quite old. He's older than I am, and I'm old. <laughs> well, let's continue on with our study in the Gospel of John, and uh, with that said, let us just uh, start our study. the only begotten of the Father. A layman looks at John's Gospel. John 1 Part 4 We now come to one of the grandest statements in the Bible, or in any human writing, for that matter. The Word made flesh. And the Word became flesh and dwelt, tabernacled, among us, and we saw His glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. This truth is most amazing. God became a man in the person of Jesus Christ. So momentous was this, that our calendars bear witness to it. As I write this, the year is 2022 AD, that is 2022 years, give or take a handful for inaccuracies, since the Incarnation. We date everything that preceded this event in its years before Christ, B.C. It was then, in what God called the fullness of time, that Jesus was born in Bethlehem's manger. Unlike the other Gospels, John doesn't give us the historic details of his virgin birth and early years, but instead records the stupendous truth that the Son of God became a man and dwelt in the tent of a human body. Paul, writing to the Corinthians, referred to our mortal bodies as a tent. It's a temporary dwelling, soon to be put off, and eventually replaced by a house in heaven. It's interesting that the Holy Spirit uses this word, tabernacled, as it seems the Lord Jesus was born on or around the Feast of Tabernacles, in late September or early October. His body was real, and could be seen and handled. He did not become an angel, existing in spirit only, but he fully partook of flesh and blood, and John says, we beheld his glory. What kind of glory was that? The glory of the only begotten Son of God. Our English translations struggle to convey the exact meaning here, so I will refer to the French for clarity. Dunfil's unique de la part du père. That is, the unique son of God, and while angels may be referred to as the sons of God, and Adam may be called son of God, here is the one who was always in the bosom of the Father, and voluntarily came to expose the loving heart of the Father. We see him full of grace and truth. That is the glory that shines through. John testified about him and called out, saying, This was he of whom I said, He who is coming after me has proved to be my superior, because he existed before me. John was the Lord's older cousin, yet his testimony is plain, He who is coming after me has proved to be my superior, because he existed before me. Here was the one whose goings forth have of old, as the prophet wrote. Jesus said, Before Abraham was, I am. Mercy is not getting what we deserved, and eternity in hell. Grace is God's unmerited favor, 
It is God for me and all that He is, so when God's unique Son comes out from the Father, He comes with grace and truth. He came with the truth about man and the truth about God, but truth alone would have sunk us to hell. Psalm 85 tells us loving kindness and truth are met together. They are united in the person of Christ. For of His fullness we have all received, and grace upon grace. We who have been given the authority to be called the sons of God have been the beneficiaries of His fullness, wave upon wave, from the ocean of grace. It is full and unrestricted, flowing from the heart of God. For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth were realized through Jesus Christ. Here is a contrast that will be one of the themes of this book, the law came through Moses. All that the law can do is convict me of sin, as I am incapable of keeping it. It works a ministry of death. Up till the Incarnation, God dealt with man on the basis of law, with sacrifices deferring the debt of sin. Now something altogether new has come in the person of Christ. God can deal with man on the basis of grace and truth. No one has seen God at any time, God the only Son, who is in the arms of the Father, He has explained Him. God is a spirit, dwelling in unapproachable light and glory. No human eye could look on Him, but God the only Son came from the bosom of the Father to declare or explain Him. I think it is not correct to say that He left the bosom of the Father, because He remained there as He walked through this life. We will consider that more later. As the hymn says, Dwells in His bosom, Knoweth all, that in that bosom lies, And came to earth to make it known, That we might share His joys. Well, this ends our lesson for today, and uh, till next time, God bless, and bye for now.